Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. You know what? No. What? <laughs> no, no, not tonight. Not this time. All those other times, though. <laughs> uh, I didn't give a shit back then. <laughs> I didn't even love myself. <laughs> I had deep emotional issues. What you, what you want? What you, what you want? Welcome everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do this shit up <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks podcast. I'm uh, your co-host Stephen Vargas coming to you from Los Angeles, and uh, Dick Master Dick coming from uh, Dick Central via Skype. I don't know how to respond to that. There's so much dicks fitting phone around. <laughs> you should be right at home. <laughs> Adam, the dick, Riley. What up, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, so, first off, yeah, we know we took a week off last week, and it was kind of an impromptu kind of thing. Uh, it was Labor Day. Kind of like our YOLO moment. It's like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it's whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. Literally decided on the same day that we were supposed to record. Like, yeah, 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 fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yellow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I was uh, telling Adam this a little bit, oh, just a little bit ago. So I, I mentioned on one of the previous podcasts that uh, my brother was finally getting a big boy smartphone. And uh, he was ditching his um, iPhone 4S. And upgrading to basically what's the equivalent of being able to pilot a Predator drone, uh, the Samsung Galaxy S4. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, so we go to uh, we go to uh, Verizon because that's where I was like going. Well, maybe I won't. Nah, fuck it, I'll say it. Um, we go to Verizon, the Verizon store, so he can go ahead and trade in his phone because he was getting pretty good money for his trade in uh, for his iPhone and. Uh, so we go in there, and 
the woman behind the counter, she was one of those that kind of knew it. Like, you kind of thought, okay. You kind of thought, okay, she knows, she knows what she's talking about. But at the same time, she didn't. It was really weird. I hate those that, like, contradict themselves. And so she's, you know, setting up his phone. And she goes, oh, yeah, your, your phone's going to get great battery life. And John goes, really? And she goes, yeah, it's better than the S3. And I go, wow. I go, my battery's pretty good. And then she looks at me and she goes, really? I go, yeah. And she's like, you know, well, mine only lasted like three hours. She go, I go, really? What were you doing with it? And she's like, well, it was just, you know, normal use. <laughs> and I'm like, three hours for normal use? What the fuck are you doing? Streaming video while you're on the phone? Are like, you streaming five videos? <laughs> I'm like, and it... Three hours and that's cool? It's like, what are you talking about? I have a phone that's normal use and I get about six, seven hours. It's like, what are you doing? My phone normal use is the whole day, but maybe my normal use is, you know, I'm busy doing shit, so I ain't fucking with my phone all day. I know. And it's like, well, I guess, yeah, you're a customer service rep, so obviously you're probably streaming Pandora while you're watching video, while taking selfies in the, you know, in the break room and shit, <laughs> posting them right. up on Facebook. It's like, I'm like, and I, I, I look, oh, and then she was trying to sell him the Edge program, you know, that whole upgrade. She goes, yeah, and you can upgrade in a year. And I looked immediately, and I was like, I didn't even give him a chance to say that. I go, no, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's good. No, he's good, bro. <laughs> he, he, he ain't even about it. He yeah, ain't even about it. <laughs> you know what? How about you put that that uh, spiel you got away, and let's move move forward amicably. Right. I was like, wow. I'm throwing a lot of bullshit plans out. And I don't really understand them. I'm going to take them as disrespect. Just <laughs> watch your mouth. <laughs> and help me with the sale. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to buy a cover? How about I take a cover on for, say, the price of On the House? Right. <laughs> uh, I'm, but... adding, I'm adding a last minute ad to our random shit. Uh huh. Carry on, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> when we left, I'm like, oh yeah, don't trust her. <laughs> I was like, three hours for that just like killed it for me. But um, uh, not last week, but the week before was like this site was a holdover when we kind of think I want. I was still thinking about doing the podcast. I threw this one up, but it was such an oddball story that I thought I had to keep it. Uh, like two weeks ago it was crazy white people week. And uh, I'm that's racist. Yeah, I, I know, right? But uh, I don't <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm I'm take as some of you may have heard from other parts. I I t- I, uh, I take Metro. So usually my you know journey to work is uneventful. Sometimes you get the you know obnoxious you know tweens that are coming out of you know the middle school and. Talking louder than the volume of your, you know, iPod can go. Things along that line. But I'm sitting in the back, in the corner, arms crossed, my chest, I have my sunglasses on, my earbuds up, and I'm leaning against the window, kind of looking out. Basically, fucking leave me alone. Dude, Rastafarian looking white dude. Has a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Has this big old backpack, like, you know, the backpack that you go hiking with, you know, like the metal bars along the side and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, comes up, sits down. Okay, it's been like 115 degrees. 
for like the last three weeks. And guys over there, and I'm looking and out the window, and then I thought I heard something. And then I looked over at him, and he's muttering something to me. And I pulled my earbud out, and I go, "What?" And then he goes, oh, "I said." He goes, "I said hello, but now it's fuck you." And I look at him, and I go, "Whatever, dude." I put the earbud back, but I turn the volume down. And he goes, "Okay, crazy white dude." Automatically goes on the defense like that. I'm like, "Okay, I want to be sure I'm not sucker punched in any way." So he continues on, like. You know, then he goes, want beef jerky like that? And I'm like, no, I'm good. And I'm just like, and then he keeps muttering shit. And then I pull out my earbud and I, and I do this like, what? And he's like, he's like, he's like saying like, I think I'm, I'm too cool. And I look at him and I'm like, dude, calm the fuck down. He goes, I am calm. But how about we step off and, um. I'll, uh, I'll, um, oh, what did he say? He goes, I'll, uh, I'll clean that taste out of your mouth. First of all, it slapped the taste out of your mouth. Yeah. Second of all, yeah, I'm calm, but <laughs> the next thing I'm going to say is threaten you with violence. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and the guy in front of me, there's a, there's an Asian guy in front of me. And he's looking a little like, oh shit, you know, like what's going on. And I looked at him and I go, what did you say? And he repeated, and I go, "Did you? Or did you just?" And I'm starting to laugh. I'm like, "Did you just ask me to get off the bus so we can fight?" That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. I put the earbud back. And You're on I'm the just, school bus right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And I turn, and the Asian guy starts to like. Looks like he's starting to like not to laugh. And then the guy, go, and then I hear the guy get up. He goes, "Yeah, you're too cool sitting in the back of the bus." He grabs his shit. Still talking shit, but walks over to the front of the bus and sits down. I'm like, and the Asian guy looks at me and I just shake my head like, whatever. So, like, every time the bus is coming to a stop, he keeps looking back like, I'm going to get off the bus, you know, and uh, like he's going to say something. So in my head, I've already planned this line of like going, okay, if he says anything to me, all I need to say is, yeah, I'm going to a job. Maybe you should try it sometime. That's what I'm thinking of saying. That's that's my line. Prepping it in my head. I'm sitting there rehearsing it in my head. Like, what should I emphasize? You know, what word should I emphasize? You know, kind of rehearsing it a bit. Bus comes to my stop. I get up, go to the front, doesn't look back. I get off the bus. And in the end, I'm like, motherfucker. I had the line. I had everything all prepped. And then this fool goes and doesn't even look back. I'm like, what a bitch. It's like, hey, I'm insulting you. <laughs> exactly. But I was like, oh, but I was just like, this, and this was all on like a Friday morning. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? It's like, you see somebody with earbuds looking at the window. I could have been asleep for all he knew. And he's over there acting like a little, uh, like a little bitch. And I was like, whatever, dude. What is your problem? I, I hate people that do, like, you'll have headphones on. Yeah. And then they just start talking to you. And you can see their mouth moving. And I always wait till they're done talking. Like, I'll, I'll look at them and wait until their mouth stops moving. And then take my headphones off and go, huh? <laughs> yeah. And, and then they always go, ugh. And I always think to myself, you see I have headphones on. I obviously cannot hear you. Because the two parts of my body 
that receive auditory information are being blocked. <laughs> so what the fuck's your problem? <laughs> not to mention Yeah, not to mention I am purposely blocking out those auditory receptacles because I don't want to hear anybody else's shit. <laughs> it's like what the fuck, dude? Uh so basically you a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to hear your shit. Exactly. Or uh, life. <laughs> Uh, but on a brighter note, this week, man, today actually when this podcast comes out, Star Trek Into Darkness, Blu-ray, DVD, and Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Remix, baby! Uh, and I'm getting both of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's an and, 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 wait for it. Yeah, I'm getting that shit. <laughs> uh, and it's cool, too, because I really love the first Kingdom Hearts. And, uh... So getting that HD remix is going to be kind of cool. I'm so down for that. Yeah. And I'm, and then you know, waiting for a release date for Kingdom Hearts three. Whenever that is. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> 2018. <laughs> when the PS5 is about ready to come out. Right. Yeah. Well, we were going to do it for the four, but now we're going to make it a launch title for the five. Uh. So. What's been happening on your side of the area? Well, right now, my beard is just not cooperating with me. I'm trying to get... (laughs) There we go. All right. Um, So I did inventory at my work uh, last night. 6 p.m. to, in theory, 12.30 a.m. Right. And uh, it was a horrible, horrible experience. This This is your first one with that company, right? With that company. Yeah. See, I've done plenty of inventories for plenty of companies, so it's not like it's my first fucking rodeo. I know what's going on, you know. Yeah. So, all right, cool. How to use a scanner? Got it. Have fun, you know, whatever. So, <laughs> we're doing it, and the inventory part isn't that hard. Now, my legs kind of hurt because I'm not that active of a person, and you have to squat down and get up, and, be- and you have to do a bunch of shit when you're doing inventory. So I was like, fuck. So whatever. That's just me being fat and lazy. So the problem is is how half of the people that they hand-selected, with air quotes, hand-selected <laughs> to do inventory just fucked off or spent most of their time complaining and not focusing and fucking up counts and all this shit. So it went on until 4.30. 3.30 or 4.30, I don't even remember. Jeez. So... I'm sitting there, and now the worst section in my, in my store is media, obviously, DVDs and CDs. It's a lot of little shit. you got to count it up. So what we have to do is we have to scan it. Scanning's easy. Well, I thought it was. The, <laughs> the more tasking part is the piece count afterwards. So now you have to go back and actually go one, two, three, four, five, six in this little section and make sure it's right. So most sections in the store, your piece counting like 16 pieces or 32 pieces, whatever. In media, it's like 400-some pieces in, in one section. So I had a system where I would count the row, write it down, the row, write it down. And then, you know, it was just easier for me. Right. Now, after the fourth person who said my system was a stupid waste of time, which it's like, I don't care. <laughs> Fuck off and go do your job the way you want to do it. Right. I've been doing it. Every inventory I've ever done, I did it like this. So whatever. So, I did, how many sections were in media? There were like 10 sections in media. I did nine of them because 
everybody would come over and go, oh, I don't want to do media, and walk away. So I was cross-eyed by the time I was done. And I walk away from media, and I'm like, I'm going to go find something else. I ain't doing that last section. Fuck it. <laughs> so I'm like, what's, what's up, boss? What are we doing? And he goes, well, go finish media. I'm like, nope. <laughs> and he goes, what? And I go, nope, not going to do it. I said, I just did nine sections of media. There's one section left. Someone else is going to do it. I'm not doing it. He's like, all right, whatever. So it took the person that they brought over there half the time it took me to do the nine sections to do that one section. Wow. I was like, wow. So there was that. And then also, you know, just the occasions where I'm in a section with somebody, like they're across the aisle, just complaining nonstop about work that they're doing, that I'm doing the same exact thing, hmm. how much it sucks. You know, and um, inventory, I know Steve probably knows this, inventory always brings out the worst in people. Oh, because yeah. Because it's, it's an extremely monotonous task. Nobody wants to do it. You know, you can keep a smile on your face all night, but you still don't want to do it. You know, so... People are just bitching and moaning, and, and I eventually, this chick, she came over, and she was being loud. She was like, oh, my God. And kept fucking up my counts every time she did that. Because I, I I'm fucking scatterbrained as shit. Right. So if, you, if loud noise happens, I'm like, huh? And I'm like, fuck. So she fucked up my count, I think, one too many times. I think it was like three times. And I said, hey. She's like, what? And I'm like, will you do me a favor? And she's like, yeah, what's up, Adam? I'm like, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> And she's like, what? And I'm like, you have fucked up my count three times because you're over there bitching. Honestly, at this point, why don't you go home early and I'll just finish your fucking work? Because I can't even do my work because you're too busy complaining. Shut the fuck up and do your work. And then she went and complained. She went and complained to her manager. Of course she did. And the manager comes over, Adam, you know, do you need to take a break? And I'm like, I just came from break. Took a little smoke break outside. It's like, well, da, da, da. I'm like, no, man, you know, the situation is, is she keeps fucking up my counts and she's complaining and bitching and moaning and just it's just getting on my nerves. I said, the, the task isn't getting on my nerves. The people are getting on my nerves. Like <laughs> I said, put me in a section where I'm by myself. And that's when I went to media. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, long, long story, long story, a little shorter. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I killed we everyone. The, <laughs> yeah. We get to the end of the night. And uh, in the scanner, you have to put your employee number. And then you scan it. And then you write your count on a tag that's on the section that they post on the section. And then when you piece count, you write that shit and your employee number on the tag. So everyone knows what you did. So at the end of the night, like, okay, we're done. And everyone's like, great, get the fuck out of the way. Because he's standing in front of the door. And he goes, um... So here's a couple statistics. Um, the person who scanned the most items in the store out of everybody was Adam. And I'm like, can I go home now? <laughs> and he goes, no. And I go, all right. So everyone's like, yeah, wait, good job, Adam. I'm like, yeah, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and then um, they go, and the most accurate person with no discrepancies whatsoever was uh, Adam again. And I go, now can I go home? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like zero joy on my face and I'm usually like kind of like I do my job and all that but I'm usually kind of the clown at work like I don't like when people are upset so if I like the person I'll be like oh man what the fuck you know cheer up right but not that night 
I was just solemn as shit. Just, I want to leave. Fuck out of the way. I was the first one out the door out of that group because I say, can I go home now? And he goes, Get the oh, fuck out of my way. And he stepped to the side and I, I literally threw up deuces and just fucking <laughs> jammed. <dude. laughs> oh, man. I was like, fuck, you people suck. That's yeah. my inventory. Inventory. <laughs> yeah, that's... And then quickly, what was the other thing I want to talk about? Because I talked about inventory for too long. Um, oh, fuck football season. So, <laughs> it's fo- it's football season again. I do not watch football. But, I don't hate on football either. It's a perfectly acceptable sport. I don't mind when people like it. Steve is a big fan of football. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I've tried to get into football. I've made an active push to try to get into it. It's just not my thing. But, the th- reason why I say fuck football is because the majority of people that are around me cannot talk about anything but football. So I stand in a room now, or my Facebook page, or the bus, or just wherever the hell I am. Right. And they're just talking about, well, you remember in 1976, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I have no fucking idea what you people are talking about. I don't care what you people are talking about. Like, I, I, I fucking, uh, a couple of days ago, I was like, hey, um, uh, such and such about my schedule. You know, I was like, my schedule's kind of off. You know, we need to get that fixed. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's looking at his phone. I'm like, uh, are you paying attention to me? He's like, no. And I'm like, this is a manager, by the way. And I go, um, well, could you? Because this is kind of important. And he goes, well, hold on real quick. This is important, too. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I'm setting up my fantasy football league. I'm like, that's not fucking important. Like, we're talking about my paycheck. That's important. Yeah. Put your phone away. Like, the people in my job are, like, really hyper into football. Like, um... There's a couple cows, Cowboys fans. There's a lot of Cowboy fans in um, Arizona because the Cardinals do not know how to play football. I think they, I think they know less about football than I do. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of Cowboy fans in uh, in Arizona. It's always been like that. And there's three cats at uh, work at inventory because we were street clothes wearing um, Cowboy jerseys and Cowboy hats too and lanyards on their oh, keys. Oh, yeah. So, three look like the worst boy band I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't bother you at all that you three are dressed the same? Like, that doesn't... You look ridiculous. You're not at a football game. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we just repping for that team and we want them to win. And I'm like, and the shirt that you choose will allow that team to win. I was like, I don't, I don't even want to talk to you anymore. I don't have time for your shit. It's like you kind of want to do... Uh, use a line from the league... I, I want to see the outfits that lost to this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck? I love the moment when I'm talking to, I'm talking to my man, Brian, and uh, we're talking about how uh, Dungeons and Dragons changed a lot with 4.0 versus 3.5 edition. Mm-hmm. And it's too like, it's a fucking, that's nerd shit. You know, this other dude is dorky. Right after that, so I was talking about fantasy football. I'm <laughs> like, you're doing the same shit. Dungeons and Dragons for jocks. That's, that's all you're doing. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah, I mean, I I have my team. I watch my team play. And on Sunday mornings, if they're not playing, I have a background noise. But that's all. I watch my team, and sometimes I'll, you know, I'll change it. Because I'm like, yeah, they're irritating me, and I'll, I'll change it to go to something else. But I don't play fantasy football. I never understood the concept of that or the idea of it. I just, to me, it just seems, it's silly. I know how it works. It's just... I don't know, it's just stupid. Yeah. But um, but like I said, I mean, f- football, there's nothing wrong with it. And there, there's fans like that for every sport that are oh, just yeah. way too 
much. But being that we are in America, football is like no, they no, no. Say baseball is America. 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 They say baseball is the American pastime, and it hasn't been for like fifty years. Yeah, it's it's been football, 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 football. Mm. It's all anybody talks about. Yeah, I know, right? And then you'll get that one dude hiding in the crowd that goes, "I can't wait till hockey season starts." Just oh my god! Yeah, quiet voice in the back. Hockey season, and then everybody turns out. Even the even the people that don't like sports go, "Shut up! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Who let him in here?" <laughs> And no one says anything about soccer. Oh, yeah. Mainly because soccer never ends. Yeah. Constantly going on. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> well, we had a lot of discussion. Uh, Football and fuck inventories. There you go. And I got mine coming up in like two weeks, so that's going to be fun. Ugh. Yeah. All right. On a lighter note, I think it's time we jump into some news. All right. In movie news... First of all, we need to get one thing straight. There is no one cooler in Hollywood than Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Every, every time the man is on screen, he brings a certain level of unpredictability, yet coolness, to his character at the same time. However, in current reports are true. It seems like the only way we can enjoy him on screen is by seeing his old stuff. Screen Crush, via Radar, is reporting that the man that brought uh, new life and a new standard to the Joker in um, in films, has uh, quietly retired from acting. Citing sources close to the actor, the 76-year-old actor has retired fr- from acting due to memory loss. The actor has been missing from the screen for three years now since his 2010 supporting role in the Paul Rudd and Reese Witherspoon film, How, you, um, How Do You Know? The actor has received 12 Oscar nominations and won an Oscar in every decade from the 60s to the 2000s. Recently, according to reports, the actor was offered a starring role in Nebraska, which, have re- which would have reunited him with uh, About Schmidt director uh, um, Alexander Payne, but he turned the role down. According to sources, they say Nicholson will, of course, still attend Laker games and the Oscars, but will chill like his friends Gene Hackman and Sean Connery, who have left the film uh, business uh, slip past them and quietly relegate themselves to a quiet retirement. That's kind of sad too, because like, you know, Jack was the shit. You know, and I think he deserves a retirement though. He does. He does reserve. If anybody deserves it, he does. You know, but at the same time, it's like you made your career on memory, and then that's what's, uh, and the, that's kind of what's taking you out. It's a little. That's a little sad. But but you know what? He's got an awesome film legacy, so you know. Hell yeah. Yeah. Fucking Joker. That Witches of uh what was it? Witches oh, Witches of, of Eastwick? Eastwick? Yeah. That's a dope movie. That is. Fucking of course, then of course there's like uh you know, the shining. The shining. You know. Um, <laughs> Bucket List. I thought that was funny. Bucket List was good, list. yeah. Bout Schmidt was actually really good. I like that one. Um and then of course uh Few good men. <laughs> no, you can't handle the truth. I like. I always liked Jack Nicholson because he was always Jack Nicholson in every role, but that was okay. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you paid for. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Jack, yeah. Jack Nicholson. I want Jack Nicholson. People could start randomly calling him Jack in the movie. You wouldn't even yeah. care. I know. You were like, ah, like, oh, yeah, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that motherfucker. And no matter what he did, you dig it. 
in a. Can you dig? Oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. So, moving on to less glorious things as Jack Nicholson. <laughs> uh, Todd McFarlane. That sounds kind of fucked up, huh? But this asshole, Todd McFarlane. <laughs> I know. This prick. <laughs> <laughs> the creator. The creator of the comic book character Spawn. So he is cool. Right. Um, has been speaking on a reboot for the character's movie persona recently, and it may be coming sooner than later. In a recent interview with The Gate during the Fan Expo Canada, uh, McFarland spoke about finding the time for the project. Quotes, um, the thing that keeps slowing it down is that the negotiation I've done is, is that the negotiation I've done is I write, produce, direct, and I've got to push a lot of my other endeavors off to the side so I can just get tunnel vision on it. McFarland said, everybody at my company is now going, we've got to find Todd the time to finish this. I think it's a quick shoot, he explained. It's not going to be a giant budget with a lot of special effects. It's going to be more of a horror movie and a thriller movie, not a superhero one. I've got so many people phoning now that I've got to get it done. I've made some promises to people this year. Oh man, this is some, some mafia shit. I made some promises. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta keep it, that shit. See, Todd, you got to do this because um, you know, it'd be kind of hard to write when you don't have all your fingers. Fucking send Jack Nicholson to take care. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> shit. This isn't the first time uh, we've all been teased with a reboot. McFarlane has been talking about doing one for years. Uh, this time around, he says people are putting the pressure on him to get it done. Quote again, the producers <laughs> want me to deliver the script by the end of the year, which would basically mean we'd be shooting next year. So that's the goal right now. So this would put the movie out at the same time as the Man of Steel sequel and the Avengers 2 in 2015, if all this is true. Um, if McFarlane's vision of a more horror-centric film is true, then it should fit in its own niche and not be weighed down too much by those heavy hitter films. Here's hoping. You know what? I think the horror angle is um, is the way to go with the spawn kit because he's not really a hero. Right. He's more of an anti-hero than I mean, anything. He's a, yeah. Like he's a superhero just by power. Right. But just his – where he got his powers and shit. Like look, look at – um, what was it? Uh, um, yep. Shit. Like- it's Nicolas Cage. Ghost Rider? There you go. Ghost Rider. So, like, you have Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider got his powers from the devil. I get it. But in order to make it a superhero movie, they have to dumb down the devil part. Yeah. You know, and, and personally me, I mean, I am an atheist, but I, I thoroughly enjoy the good versus evil story of um, the devil and, and, and good. I think, I think that the Catholic devil mythos is awesome. You know, so if we could have a horror movie with Spawn, we can really get deep in that. And get into that real creepy shit. Yeah, you know some some well, fucking uh, Dante's Inferno shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is, it's like the comics were always that dark. Yeah. So and then of course when you did you know back in the '90s when they did the original one, of course you had to streamline a lot of that. Yeah, because even back then you couldn't get away with that shit. Yeah. But and now we have movies like Insidious Two where they're. I saw they were they had a test screening and they gave everybody heartbeat monitors. I was like, really, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait quick throw um jack nicholson movie the departed Ooh, that's classic that that's that was like a story of my life really yeah you know 
growing up in Southie. Yeah, and I was Matt it's Truman's really character. I'm really dead. It's really, <laughs> it's really not that glamorous. <laughs> I always love, I always love like mobster or, or crime family movies um, based in Boston because they're like the grittiest, dirtiest. <laughs> Like, just nothing, no one's in suits, no one looks cool, they're all just, like, beat-up fucking well, that, Irish bastards. I know, that was the thing, like, I, 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 I see, like, a lot of those, you know, like, with that, and then there's uh, Sleepers and all of that, where they deal with, you know, the whole Irish gangs, and you're like, fuck, that's dark and gritty, yet I watched the show, like, for a little bit, the Boston's Finest, and I'm like, this is boring, dude. Like, where's all, like, the real bad shit that's go- that we've been told that happens down there? Well, there's neighborhood, there's neighborhood, much like many cities, there's neighborhoods where the cops aren't going. <laughs> so, it doesn't really matter. It's happening there. Fuck that, I ain't going. <laughs> uh, Alright, on to gaming news. Weeks after Sony announced their release date of the console at GamersCon, Microsoft took an off Wednesday to announce the release of their Xbox One console. We knew for certain that it would be released in November, but I knew it had to be released before the Thanksgiving weekend to make sure that it was in stores for the holidays. On uh, Wednesday, uh, excuse me, Microsoft announced that the console would hit stores on November 22nd which puts it in the store a week after Sony's PlayStation 4 hits the market. That places it in stores a week before the coveted Black Friday shopping day. As we reported uh, last week, Microsoft has increased their CPU speed and is in full production to ramp up their launch um, to their launch date. Uh, while Microsoft has made many promises, they have failed to deliver on a few of them. Voice command will not be available in all regions come launch. Xbox One will be available in the 13 territories instead of the 21 territories they promised at the pres- presentation event. But they don't have to worry about Nintendo since they don't seem impressed with their launch titles. Uh, the Xbox One is uh, still being sold. 49, uh, $499 will come with one controller, a Kinect sensor, a headset microphone, and an HDMI cable. Uh, customers in Europe who pre-ordered the Xbox One Day One Edition will receive a free download code for FIFA 14. The Xbox One will be released um, in this year. Uh, uh, this year in Australia, Austria, Brazil, Canada, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Mexico, Spain, United Kingdom, United States, and New Zealand. Uh, any of the remaining regions that were originally promised in 2013 looks like it, you won't see it till 2014. Good job, Microsoft. Yeah. Speaking of good job. <laughs> It's really. I was gonna try to add something to that, but it's really. I mean, there's your release date. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what to, <laughs> to add to it. Um, while the West will be getting the PlayStation 4 this holiday season, the country that the console is coming from will have to wait. Uh, Sony has confirmed that the PS4 will release in Japan in 2014. This isn't much of a surprise since Sony hasn't spoken about a firm Japanese release date since this year's E3. Sony says. The main issue is the availability of content in the Japanese market. Sony doesn't want to release the console with a limited supply of things to do on it, and the development of Western games, for whatever reason, is farther along than Japanese titles. The PlayStation 4 will cost 39980 yen, or $401, um, which includes a DualShock 4 controller, or for 43980 yen, or $441, for the additional PlayStation camera. Uh, check that out though. There's like forty buck difference just to get the camera 
Like that's not that bad, dude. Like they with a connect, you get like a hundred bucks on, on it just to get that connect. Just saying. You know? <laughs> Japan will. I'm not a Sony fanboy. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> Japan will also get a uh, first limited pack um, to choose from, which includes a download code for NAC and a one-year guarantee on the console itself. Uh, no pricing for the first limited pack has been released. The hard release date of the PS4 in Japan is February 22nd, 2014. So what I don't get is, don't all of these come with a first-year warranty? Usually they do. Is Japan different? Like, you know, <laughs> fucking YOLO, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that's your problem. Yeah, no, it's like, you know what? We were going to throw one in there, but fuck it. We just we we ran out of paper, so we weren't able to give you that uh, that warranty. Everything Sony is doing uh, makes sense, and delaying the console until there is an ample supply of content for it is a sound decision. It's just interesting that the same country where the console is coming from seems to be put on the back burner against outside buyers. All in all, this shouldn't be much of a problem for Sony, as their homeland fan base is extremely loyal. There aren't many Xbox 360s in Japanese living rooms. And that's the cold truth. <laughs> up, 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 burn. It's, it's so funny, like, the difference, because in America, it's like, oh, fucking Xbox 360, I live and die by my 360, Xbox Live. You go to Japan, they're like, I ain't buying that piece of shit. Yeah. Because Japanese, like, Japanese as a culture, they're so loyal. Like, once once you, you make something that's quality, you're good to go. It's really hard to fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's just, it's funny, too, because, like, for me, I look at it as, okay, so you don't have enough content for them, but what about everybody else you do? Yeah, what is it, like a YOLO bitch kind of thing? I mean, it kind of – it's probably a, a more layered situation, like a little more complicated because not all the content's coming from Sony. So you have third-party yeah. developers. There's a lot of big third-party developers in America, you know, so maybe that's what they mean, that the third party supports just a little bigger in uh, America currently, that those companies are like Rockstar or something like that are a little further along, or maybe the translations of those games aren't further along in Japan. Cause a lot, cause, cause old school gamers, you think it's easy to be like, most games come from Japan anyway, but nowadays it's not like that. Right. You know, so it's, um, maybe that's what they mean. Like, they don't want to release the game and maybe um, or release the PlayStation 4 and the Japanese version of Call of Duty isn't out yet or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, because then it will make it look stupid. Yeah. They'll look less stupid if they release this stuff in <laughs> February. You know? True, true, true. Just defending Sony a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which you don't hear them doing off a lot with Microsoft lately. Fuck a Microsoft. <laughs> about it <laughs> uh all right moving on to comic news dc has been said to be a lot of things but brave isn't one of the isn't the one that usually comes to mind shortly before the reboot of the comic universe in 2011 it was rumored that dc was going to offer their first arab american superhero during the whole superman grounded storyline which was a lame storyline to begin with however when some people took to the internet to voice their concerns, DC, DC chose to replace it with a last minute, um, with last minute with an old story written several years prior. Now this move doesn't go to that extreme, but it does shed some light on the inner turmoil that is happening behind the scenes at DC Comics. 
two critically acclaimed writers, J.H. Williams and W. Hayden Blackman, will be leaving their comic, Batwoman, in December. In a blog post, they cited creative differences between DC and themselves as the reason for their departure after issue 26 of their comic. The comic told about the female Cape Crusader, Kate, uh, Kate Kane, as a member of the U.S. Military Academy, was forced to leave after allegations over her sexuality arose. Instead of hiding it, she opted to resign. Quote, 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 in recent months, DC has asked us to alter or completely disregard many longstanding storylines in the ways we feel compromised the character and the series. Uh, Williams and Blackman wrote, uh, we were told to ditch plans for Killer Croc's origins, forced to drastically alter the original ending of our current arc, which would have defined Batwoman's heroic future in bold new ways, and, mo- and most crushingly prohibit from ever showing Kate and Maggie actually getting married. All of the, these editorial decisions came at the last minute. And always after a year or more of planning and plotting to our end, we have always understood that as much as we love the character Batwoman ultimately belongs to DC, they wrote. However, the 11th hour nature of of these changes left us frustrated and angry because they prevent us from telling these best stories we can. So after lots of soul searching, we've decided to leave the book after issue 26. We're both heartbroken over leaving. But we feel strongly that it deserves stories to push the characters and the series forward. We can't reliably do our best work if our plans are scrapped at the last minute. So we're stepping aside. We've committed to bringing our run to a satisfying conclusion. And we think the issue 26 will leave um, a lasting impression. Now, um, in a related story, Baltimore Comic Con happened this last week. And uh, co-publisher Dan Ditto... um, addressed this whole thing by announcing the new writer for uh, Batwoman, but instead of bringing him in on issue 27, he's bringing him in on issue 25. So it doesn't even look like Williams and Blackman will actually be able to finish their storyline. So, yeah, that seems to be... There appears to be some sort of bad blood in there. Um, One of the big things is that they they talked about on Twitter, uh, uh, Williams wrote, we fought to get... um, to get them engaged, meaning Kate and her girlfriend, Maggie Stewart. And we were told emphatically no marriage can result. It was to, it was never put on us to be anti-gay marriage. Uh, but fellow DC creator Gail Simone suggested that it's more of an anti-marriage thing in general. Which is true, because if you remember, Superman was married. And then when they retconned the whole, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, DCU that uh, the marriage of those two was out. So it seems that DC doesn't want anybody, any superhero married, I'm assuming, for whatever reason they have. Who knows? (laughs) They have their reasons, I guess. (laughs) Well, it is a little, I mean, a little early in the game to start fucking putting rings on fingers. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, but the thing, too, is that when you wait, you know where the story's going at the last minute, you go, no, 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 you got to take it out. It's kind of like, you know, couldn't you have done it earlier on? But that's just me. You know, maybe this is DC's way of being YOLO, bitch. Probably. (laughs) (sighs) Anyways. Anyway. There seems to be more creative changes on the horizon in the annals of DC Comics, but these changes seem a lot less dramatic. While the internet loves it when there are creative differences, there are many more 
that sim simply end their run and rush to change it up. As DC likes playing musical chairs with their creative teams, this one seems like a natural progression. DC has announced... DC? That's right. That <laughs> two new creative teams will be coming on board and take over for both uh, Supergirl and Superboy, uh, beginning with issue number 26, with both issues this December. Um, where'd I go? Oh, Supergirl will be joined <laughs> with Tony Bedard and artist Yildere Senar. What? And Ray McCarthy, thank you, for a brand <laughs> new story act. Quote? Follow the stunning conclusion of Krypton Returns. This first issue centers around Supergirl arriving back on Earth with a new mission and a clearer understanding of her place in the universe, DC said on their site. But a striking new foe prepares to welcome Supergirl home. Lobo. Lobo's dope, dude. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, that wasn't part of the quote. Um, <laughs> what could this mysterious new character want from Kara? On Superboy, creative team of creative team of writer Marv Wolfman and artist Andre Julie Junialdo will take over the guy. I feel retarded every time I have to read people's names. I uh, will take over the comic. The first issue will be co-written by Frank Hanna, but it finds Superboy lost in time with the Teen Titans as he comes to some startling revelations about both his origins and his future. Can he and the team rescue Kid Flash and find the way back to their own era? Sounds like an episode of um, Quantum Leap. I know, right? They finally <laughs> get the leap home. And finally... That show is um, the shit, dude. As you can see, this change seems to be more of a in the cards as opposed to some of the high profile changes to some titles. For now, we can expect to see these new story arcs begin at the closing month of the year and continue into 2014. Expect to see Supergirl and Superboy issue 26 hit retailers in December. <laughs> well, it, it's... I mean, DC... I don't know what's up with like DC. Like They're changing everybody. Like You hit a six issues. Okay, new, somebody new. Somebody new. I know. It's almost like they're, they're actually... DC's just a big reality show that's not being filmed. <laughs> like people are getting voted off the island. And they should be. They should be filming that, because that would be pr probably pretty, pretty entertaining. Hell yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I you know, I see, like, oh, these people are off and these people are on. And, and I understand sometimes you want to do, you know, that cool stuff to kind of, you know, keep the spice new. But at the same time, you do kind of want those long story arcs. But who knows? I'm just a reader. I'm not a. <laughs> I'm not a creative. Uh, I'm not part of the creative staff. Right. Uh, so you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm. Okay. All right. So moving on to technology news. <laughs> Anytime I read the name of the next Android operating system, all it seems to do is make me hungry. I guess that could be the partnership. Uh, that could be the partnership details of Google's long-rumored name for their next step in the Android evolutionary chain. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you KitKat. Yep, that's correct. KitKat. Oh, for the love of God, Google, 
Can you please stop naming your operating systems after desserts? It's Isn't starting... that copyright infringement now? Ah, uh, yeah. We touch on that. They, oh, this, okay. this touches on that. Um, it's starting to get a little embarrassing. But according to The Verge, a new splash page for the operating system revealed that KitKat will be the new code name for Android 4.4, but not much talked about, and uh, but not the much talked about Android 5.0. According to the site, it seems that they were initially referencing it as Key Lime Pie, but Google decided to go with the other way because, quote. Very few people actually know the taste of Key Lime Pie. Uh, Director of Android Partnerships John Lagerling tells the BBC, Last year, some suggested the candy, which is supposedly a favorite candy among Android coders. So they, quote, decided to reach out to the Nestle folks. Within 24 hours, an agreement was made, and it clearly wasn't a money-changing hands kind of deal, said Lagerling. That's probably free press for them. Uh, Mm -hmm. Google says that it's our goal with um, Android KitKat to make an amazing Android experience available for everyone. However, Google is very vague on the details, but the site speculates that it could be used in the next Android release in smartwatches, gaming consoles, low-cost smartphones, and even laptops. Um, As the new operating system has yet to be defined, it seems that they will be using it for things beyond smartphones. However... They may um, create a system that is similar to Microsoft's Smart Glass, which will allow someone to sync their Google account on all platforms, sharing their information on multiple devices. That would be cool, but I'm not loving the name. Yeah, that name's kind of weird. Yeah. Kit Kat Patty Wack, deal running (laughs) Cadillac. Just saying. Just saying. Anyway. Just keeping it real. Right. Just that's Microsoft. How you Stupid. <laughs> Fucking up my flow now. <laughs> Microsoft has made a hardware change to the Xbox One pretty close to its release. You know, fuck raising the flow. The, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> raising the CPU's clock speed a bit. The console is now fully in production as the company gears up for the November launch. Yusef Mehet. I hear this name all the time, too. Yusef Mehdi. Why not? Um, Xbox Chief Marketing Officer Yellow. <laughs> right, announced the CPU boost at the City Global Technology Conference in New York. The Xbox One CPU will be boosted 150 megahertz, bringing bringing the previous 1.6 gigahertz to 1.75 gigahertz. Ooh. Um, this news comes soon after he previously announced the previous announcement that the company would be raising the GPU clock speed. From 800 megahertz to 853 megahertz. Of course, the same old statement of this will be the biggest launch we've ever done was said as well. Um, every year gets bigger and bigger for both Microsoft and Sony, which shouldn't be much of a surprise. A boost in the overall power of the unit is never a bad thing and it allows for more capabilities out of the box. The real reason the real reason is if we as consumer or the real question, sorry. The real question is if we as consumers will notice a difference or not. Also, let's all hope they don't overclock their CPU and GPU without proper testing, or history may repeat itself. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why is it overheating? Well, we just fucking overclocked it and didn't test it. You know, that's what I'm worried about. But Microsoft was uh, YOLO and before it was cool. <laughs> I know, right? Just look well, at Vista. Just look at Vista. Yeah. <laughs> Vista, first year of the Xbox 360. <laughs> 
Windows Millennium Edition. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I said it. Damn. Uh, all right. Well, as we do each and every week, we find the company, person, or entity that does something that simply reeks of douchebaggery. And they become the Lazy Geeks Douchebag of the Week. So, Adam has the special honor of introducing this douchebag. I don't know how much of an honor it is. <laughs> um, hey, you found it. <laughs> That's the honor. So, I'm not going to really read this only because it's it's a really long article and it's a lot of just jokes and stuff. And, um, it's not really long. I guess I could read it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, why not? So this is from um, a website I frequent, uprocks.com, which is U-P-R-O-X-X.com. Uh, I read a lot of my WWE news on here because I'm a dork <laughs> and I watch wrestling, so whatever. Um, so earlier this month, we shared or they shared, with you the disappointing, horrifying story of a Pennsylvania woman who kept her pregnancy a secret, gave birth in a sports bar bathroom, and left the child to die in the toilet tank so she could hang out with her friends and watch WWE SummerSlam. Um, It wasn't a story that called for a lot of jokes. Uh, And then he goes on to say that people in his comment did joke. Well, of course they did, because humanity is a failing breed. Um, (laughs) So, if you aren't from... This brings us to our douchebag. So our douchebag is Nancy Grace, which just saying that name should probably get people. <laughs> I know, right? So if you aren't familiar with her work, this is so funny. If you aren't familiar with her work, the three things Nancy Grace loves most are pro wrestling tragedies, dead babies, and trash hashtags. Hmm. Uh, seriously, when Chris ben- Bennett murdered his family and hung himself, Nancy spent about a year and a half uploading videos of herself masturbating to the WWE encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. I mean, just real quick, um, not too, I can't remember exactly when it happened, but a, a really good wrestler, a famous one too, uh, Chris Bennett, he just, I don't know, he just snapped one day and he killed his family and, and hung himself. And yeah, was, I remember that. Yeah. yeah very big tragedy is, you know, and she was all over it being a, a very inappropriate. Um, Regarding number two, if a, if a white baby has died in America, Nancy Grace's spider sense starts tingling and she <laughs> demands justice, whether there's justice to be demanded or not. Like, you could show her video of a baby being trampled by a pack of elephants and she'd bring on six different experts to ask whether or not that baby was secretly murdered by its mother. <laughs> uh, anyway, so so getting past the, the, the funny stuff in this article, um, she was talking about this... Uh, particular tragedy on twitter and she decided to make you know much like you do on twitter is is, uh for a hot topic you make a hashtag um it's a very you know logical way of categorizing what you're talking about the hashtag she chose was hashtag toilet baby so take that as you may um (laughs) i took it as her being an incredible (laughs) douchebag hence why i'm talking about it now um so now granted very descriptive and to the point, but the amount of insensitive insensitivity this is this has is just incredible to me. And I mean, it's it's the story itself was horrible. Like, granted, SummerSlam this year was good. It wasn't that fucking good. <laughs> I'm, I'm just. I was waiting like, for that. <laughs> hey, it was good. Some shit happened, but I mean, it's it's never not it's never that good. <laughs> you know, to, to do something that horrible, and, and yeah. whoever that woman is should be 
tarred and feathered and dragged through the school, town square. Like, she's just a horrible human being. Um, Nancy Grace reporting on it, she claims to be a journalist, so that's fine. I get it. You know, but the toilet baby thing, like, that's so horrible. And I wanted to go to Twitter and search the toilet baby hashtag to see all the people just, like, burning her and telling her she was a horrible person. But I'm like, I don't even want to. I never did. I don't even want to type that in. The sad part is, is that I want it would be bad because you would just see how many people use that hashtag. Yeah, and I didn't want to be involved in searching it or anything like that. I was just like, I'm just gonna stay away from that. Uh, I mean, let 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 it lay. You know, what I mean? it was a yeah. horrible thing. Just just enough. Oh, by the way, what made it even worse? Hashtag toilet baby was on the um oh, the television t- broadcast. It was there. Ugh. Like it was on the, on the bottom right corner. It said hashtag toilet baby. How about hashtag toilet cunt? I mean, that's that's what hashtag, I consider her. Hashtag. No one gives a fuck what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't enough characters that a tweet would allow. I know, for right? To explain how horrible that person is. It, it's just disgusting. Yeah, when Adam uh, when Adam sent me the link for this one, I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, did you even read it or did you just see Nancy Grace on there and say, like, yeah, yeah, she's a douchebag. Yeah, whatever like, she did. Yeah, whatever she did. Yeah, but I, I, I yeah, I actually read the article and said, yeah, yeah, this makes her. She's, she's one of those people. And, and I haven't watched much of her shit because I don't watch the channel she's on. And most of my news is is consumed through reading it. I don't I don't really watch television news. Mm. But um she anytime I've ever seen her, she like has an opinion, which is fine, but then like speaks it like it's the gospel truth. Like yeah, it's, her, it's amazing how her Yeah, it's amazing how her opinion becomes fact. Yeah. You know. And uh it, it it's it's just funny. Like I I could never stand that woman. I just oh god. Absolutely hate her to death. But anyway, on the on the brighter side of life, uh, we have site comments. Yay! Um, <laughs> uh, in site comments this week, uh, Anonymous talks about the Xbox One announcement. I reserved Xbox One at Target. Was a was that a good decision? I'm not a gamer right now, but I used to be, and I'm hoping to use uh, my son as an excuse to get um, to start gaming again. When I used to play, I was partial to Sony, but I have heard Xbox has a lot of just overall entertainment benefits, and all PS4s were already reserved. Um, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, Xbox is better or the playstation 4 is better it's matter of opinion you know some people like the xbox one because they like or like xbox because they like paying for everything to that they use you know xbox live just to use netflix things like that uh for me i would probably have reserved a ps4 because i'm a little more partial to sony uh but yeah you know it's if you're and the fact that you're using your son as an excuse is a, is props to you, because every proper parent should do that. Um, proper parent. Proper parent. Um, but yeah, so um, geeky in girl. 
on the Azerite PS3 coming? Hells to the yeah. I will most definitely be purchasing the the blue pretty when it's released. I am one of those horrid geeks that hasn't purchased a new gaming console but you can't blame me. Uh, can't blame that on my PC where I do most of my gaming. The release of the PS4 and the potential drop in price of the PS3 will be enough to tip the iceberg and make me purchase one. Cheers, Brittany. Um, I, she said that because I made a comment in there that uh, in my article that uh, <laughs> that uh, because they were releasing this pretty blue PS3 slim slimmer, I guess, um, and they said, but let's be real, anybody who's Anybody who wants a PS3 already has one. And uh, she was just calling me out on that little thing that she hasn't <laughs> she hasn't got hers yet. But she does PC gaming, so that's cool. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Adam's busy typing away over there. Hey, uh, man, I'm handling business. <laughs> type of shit. So I actually searched that hashtag. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, and I, don't, I just closed it. Bad? It's just, no, majority of people are just like, you're a fucking idiot. So that's good. <laughs> that's good. I'm glad that people don't buy into that bullshit. All right, and lastly, Marco Jezernik on my Forever Evil number one preview. I really like the comic that are based on stories, um, that base their stories around villains. The series, uh, goes on the to on the to buy list um i skim through forever evil i haven't fully read it i plan to read it this week um looks cool i like the artwork um kind of uh kind of interesting on what they're going with uh, especially with the whole um nightwing aspect so it should be pretty interesting to see how that plays out but um so far, it looks pretty good. I actually haven't read any of it yet. Yeah. Well, you gotta get on that, dude. I mean, stop being I know. such a stop being such working a... and raising my kids. God, I'm an idiot. Yeah. You reading them comic books, boy? Fucking prioritize, motherfucker. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> Alright, before we head out, we want to remind you all to check out our website, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Also, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network on either iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our podcasting content, including the In the Ink comic podcast, Lazy Ring of Death, and the Cinephile podcast. Like us on Facebook, uh, or add us to your circle on Google+. Follow us on Twitter, at the Lazy Geeks, or you can follow me, at lazy tlg steven vargas or adam over there at tlg adam riley the lazy geeks theme is provided by the talented kevin mcleod so be sure to leave a comment because if you do we just may read it on the podcast like we did today and remember we're thinking so you don't have to so until next time a peace out (laughs) come on